So we are continuing in our series, um, Where is God? Um, and we've gone through a, a many different scenarios, and uh, next week we'll be talking about, Aaron will be talking about where is God in, in suffering. This week we're talking about where is God when our life does not turn out like we think it should, when it doesn't happen the way we expected, when you think you're getting a sucker and you get broccoli on the stick, Right? Um, and our story today is a story, I've, I've liked this story for a long time, and it's the story of uh, Hannah and, and the birth of Samuel. Um, and Hannah, and I'm not going to read the scripture today because I got to tell you the whole story, and the whole story is a chapter long, and so um, I don't want to read that long, and you don't want to listen to me read that long. So the story is Hannah is, her life did not, it really has not turned out the way she expected. Now, I, I don't know what she expected, but, I mean, you can just tell. Um, I know it was more common back then to have more than one wife, but uh, we don't know how you feel. I imagine that's not the optimal situation, and she's probably not thrilled with it, especially because the other wife, Panana, was not very nice to her. Um, and she had a bunch of children. Uh, Panana did, but not Hannah. And so, and she would rub it in her face all the time. And I'm sure she would use that with uh, Elkanah was the husband. Elkanah, I'm sure she used that all the time to, to lift herself up and push Hannah down. So it wasn't a good situation. I'm sure that's not, uh, definitely not having kids was not part of Hannah's expectation for her life. And we know she had a doofus for a, a husband. Right? You know why? Because when she was upset in her plight and her life not turning out the way she, you know, having a, a, a sister wife, I, I don't know if they called it them, but a sister wife that was not friendly or nice and could have children, and she was uh, dejected and in anguish about that, and her husband comes, the doofus, to comfort her and says, don't ever do something like this, guys. Hannah aren't I worth at least 10 kids, right? No, yes, not even close, You're not worth one. So, so we see that it is not a good situation for her. And so that she was in anguish and she was calling out to the Lord. And I'm gonna give you the overview first and we'll go back and look at three, three parts. She was, her heart was hurting because this was not what she expected for her life. And then she went to the temple and she began to pray. And there she saw Eli and Eli visited with her. He, he thought she was drunk because she was moving her mouth, but nothing was coming out, but she wasn't talking to him anyway. She was talking to God. And she goes, I, you know, don't judge me as being drunk. I'm in anguish and here's my situation. And she asked God and she went to God with her issue. And then she left and she had a peace about her. And God did something unexpected. She eventually, she got pregnant. And she had told God, if you allow me to have a child, if you give me a child, I will give that child back to you. Talk about first fruits. 
If you're familiar with that concept in the Old Testament, that at the beginning of the crop, we are supposed to tithe, we're supposed to give God um, the first of what God gives us. And in doing that, we say, we trust you. I'm going to give you the very first of my crop, and I know you're going to give me more. And so that's part of the first fruits. And here, she couldn't have kids, and she says, give me one, and I'll give it to you. And she ends up honoring that when she's pregnant. And that's how we get Samuel and the two books of Samuel and the life of Samuel. That's the origins of the beginning. But I want to look at three things because it doesn't just happen. We can't just say my life has not turned out or this situation has not turned out the way I expected. And then just say, oh, well, our waller in our misery There's some things we have to do if we want God to bless it. Has anyone in here been through an experience or a time in your life where it didn't turn out like you expected? Oh, just me? Oh, just four of us? I mean, it doesn't have to be your whole life, but situations. You know, just coming down here during the pandemic, I was like, four months, it's over and we're back to business. That's not what I, this is not what I expected. But God is doing some incredible things. You know, when my wife, we eloped and got married after two months of knowing each other, I'm sure after the first six months of marriage, my wife's like, this did not turn out like I expected. (laughs) That happens to us. Nothing usually goes the way we expect in life. Life has surprises, some good and some bad. But the question is, when it comes up, what do we do with it? That's the key. And that's what we see in Hannah's story. Her life did not turn out the way she expected it to. But what did she do? Well, this, is, I, this title is from a sermon I heard a long time ago in seminary. I can't give credit to it because I can't remember who it was. It was some kind of obscure tape. But the, the context you see very clearly. And so I don't know if have, have anybody in here ever, ever known that has read this story what Hannah's middle name is? It's Hannah Rose. Hannah Rose. Aaron might be looking, Phil might be going, I don't see that in the text. Okay, let's go. I told Pastor Raymond this morning, he was on fire. I said, I'm going to have to channel my inner Pastor Raymond today for this sermon. And so as we look at this, oh, this did not turn out the way I expect. Okay, sure, there. All right, as we look at this, we see there are three things that Hannah does, three times in this where we have different feelings. The first one is in verse nine. It says, she was in anguish and her soul was in bitterness, depending what thing. And and when her misery, when at the realization that her life had not turned out the way she expected it and she was in anguish, and I'm using the King James Version, What does it say? It said that, what did she do? It said, Hannah rose and went to the temple and she prayed to God. What did she do? Hannah, wait, Pastor Raymond. Hannah rose. 
Hannah rose and went to the temple and she prayed. She just didn't waller in it. She rose and she and she her prayers rose to God and he heard her cries. Would do we have we heard that before in scripture in the Old Testament? He heard his people's cry. Over and over when their lives didn't turn out the way they expected, they would pray out to God and their prayers would rise to God and eventually he would hear their cries. And so he heard Hannah's cry. And he heard her prayer. Say, God, please. And he heard her heart, right? It wasn't this selfish thing. It was this uh, bigger picture thing. Give me a child and I will give him to you. And so it says after that, that um, Hannah left the temple and that she, her countenance was not sad anymore. She had been lifted up because she prayed. She poured it out to God. She knew that's all she could do, the serenity prayer. Give me the courage to things, change the things I can, serenity to know what I can't. She knew she could go to God. She went to God. She poured out her heart, and then she let it go. She gave it to God. And you know what she did there? Hannah Rose! Right? Hannah rose and she went to the temple of the Lord again. And what did she do? She worshiped. She prayed first, then she worshiped. She didn't know that God was going to answer her prayer. She didn't know how it was going to turn out. But because she had gone to God and gave it to him, she didn't need to know. She, all she knew is God, that God had her and that God heard her. And so she worshiped. And so that time, and the first time she rose out of her anguish, and this time she rose out of her hope that God would bless her in some form, some fashion. She didn't know what it was, but she knew and she trusted God. So she rose in hope and worshiped God. And guess what? Hope this doesn't surprise you. God was faithful. She didn't come on her own and her selfishness, but she came in her despair, in her hurt, in her brokenness, and she gave it to God. And God blessed her. Even before that, she had already found the hope she was looking for, even before he fulfilled her dreams. Because all she realized she needed was God. In the end, that's what we all need to come to. No matter what we expect or what we think's best, all we really need in all situations, good, bad, or otherwise, is God. And when we have that, in all cases, we can worship. Because we know with God, in the end, everything is good. And if it's not good... It's not the end, right? And having that, that faith, that, that worship. And so she was blessed with the child and she named him Samuel and, and they were going up. Her husband, Elkanah, was going back up to worship at Shiloh and they said, well, let's wean him first. But then after he was weaned, guess what happened? 
Hannah rose. Hannah rose and she went to the temple of the Lord. But this time, first time she rose in anguish, second time in hope, now she rose in faithfulness, which probably shocked the heck out of God, right? He was used to being rebellious and unfaithful and saying, yeah, 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 we'll do that, God, but uh, if things start going your way, he said, oh, well, I didn't mean that, right? He was used to that with the Israelites. But Hannah rose and she went to the temple to dedicate her son just like she had promised. God was faithful to her and now she was being faithful to God. Oh, I'm sure it was probably hard to give up your only son. I'm sure that was probably hard. God knows how that is. But she rose because she had made a covenant with God. And God had been faithful to her. And now it was time for her to be faithful to God. So Hannah rose in faithfulness to God. And that's what we have to realize. It doesn't matter what our situation is. If it doesn't turn out the way you expected it to turn out. Or it didn't go exactly according to your plans. If we go to God and we realize is God in all situations, good, bad, and otherwise, and we give it to God, God will do something great with it. Maybe not what we expect, but how we got there wasn't what we expected. And God will bless it. I shared with you before, and I I know I touched on it a little bit, but I want to share the story again um, just because it fits so well. And this wasn't original, but I was sharing with Amelia some of my family and this story, and I said, oh, I got to tell that story. It fits. So that's my oldest daughter, and some of you know Brody. Uh, They're doing great right now. She's pregnant again with her third. They have a two-year-old little girl. Well, and she's married remarried to a a pilot, private pilot, who flies all over the country and internationally. And they just bought a new house, and it's just picture perfect. That's not how it started. When she was a year out of high school, she was going to a junior college. She didn't know what she wanted to do. She met a young man, and she was in love, right? And they wanted to get married. And I said, I don't think that's a good idea. And, well, my kids grew up in high school, and they were a hundred times better than I was when I was in high school, but probably weren't as worldly as things. And so a year out of high school, Madison got pregnant, unmarried. I'm a pastor of a pretty decent-sized church, very more traditional in nature. And so, and then not to mention the feelings as a parent, you know, where, where did I fail? You know, you take, you, you the, see, even, even in anguish, we try to make everything about us, right? So where did I fail? I remember I was talking to Jeremy. I had a motorcycle at the time. I guess it was a midlife crisis. And um, 
in, in, for someone my age. Uh, and I remember driving off and I would just start crying. Like, man, I failed my daughter. I failed as a father. I failed, I failed. And I was like, okay, this didn't happen to me. It happened to her. And so I went and I talked to her. We prayed and I said, listen, you know, sometimes pastors have to practice what they preach. I hate when that happens. And so I said, Madison, this wasn't the way it's supposed to happen. This was not right. It's going to cause a lot of hardship. Neither of you have monies or jobs or it's going to be hard. And this wasn't the way it should have happened. But once we acknowledge that, we deal with that, we give it to God, and we move on. And that's what we did. And then eventually Brody was born, and he had, help me, Amelia, craniostenostosis. And so he had to have, that's where his, his uh, what are they called, Amelia? The what? The, well, they, yeah, they, they were here, technical term, skull bones, um, had, had fused together. And so that had to be broken. He had to wear a helmet for like the first year of his life. And so we went down to San Antonio. They lived with us. They ended up not making it, which... You know, I had a foot wedding in my, in my church, and that was a stressful day. And Anyway, long story short, I share with the staff and I share with folks, I can't imagine the last six years without Brody, my first grandchild. He's the sweetest kid. When I go there, he's always, I love you, Papa. I love you, Papa. Well, we helped raise him. And he's the one I've shared with you. I come home and he starts shaking his head. He goes, you thinking what I'm thinking? I said, I'm sure I'm not. He goes, guys not. And we get root beer and we get ice cream and we pick a movie and we mess up all the furniture and we make forts and all this stuff. I remember rocking him when he was sick. I remember doing all this stuff. This was not what we expected, especially for a pastor, for his first daughter, not the way to go. And I wouldn't never want anyone else or want to go through that again. But now, at this stage looking back, I wouldn't trade for it. And I can't imagine what life would have been like without him. That's what God does. When things happen the way we don't expect it or we think it should, whether it's something of our doing, we acknowledge it. We, if we need to cry out to God, if we need to repent of what we've done, whatever it is, bring it to God and leave it with God. And let God rework your life. And it will turn out better than you can ever Imagine. So next time you find yourself in a place in your life that is like, I did not expect this. This is not what I wanted for my life or this situation or this relationship, whatever it might be. When you find yourself in there, you remember that Hannah Rose 
in her anguish. Hannah rose in hope and worship. And Hannah rose in faithfulness to a faithful and loving God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we come to your table, Lord, we are reminded in the cross of your faithfulness to us. That your faithfulness, even to death on the cross, Lord, you went and you gave your only son that we might have life, that we might have wholeness, healing, forgiveness, grace, and mercy, that we might have life abundantly. So, Lord, we ask you to bless this time in Jesus' name. All right, we're going to have our communion. If you did not get a communion kit, if you're visiting, we have uh, ushers. Uh, just raise your hands and they will bring one to you, uh, whoever ha- does not have one. On the night in which he was to give himself up for us, Jesus took the bread. He gave thanks. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body broken for you. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup. He blessed it. And he said, this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink of this cup, Jesus said, do it in remembrance of what I have done for you. As you continue to partake, let us pray. Dear Lord, I pray that you would, your Holy Spirit would bless these elements and make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we might be for the world, the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood, that we might be one in ministry together and one in ministry to all the world. Lord, I pray that you would continue to bless us and guide us and lead us, that we might be your light on a hill, that we might be your witnesses of how to love one another in a deeply divided world. It is in Jesus' name we pray, amen.